Okay, can you? I, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Was that your dog in the background snoring? Yeah, definitely, definitely. That, whoa, that was a good, that was amazing. Yeah, it's embarrassing. <laughs> no, that was great. I, it sounded like uh, you could that I that definitely could pass for like heavy construction equipment outside of your house, like <laughs> something that's kind of like. Blah, 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 blah. That's what I got. <laughs> yeah, that's what triggered me. Is like all of a sudden I could hear it. I think because my headphones like stopped noise canceling. Oh. <laughs> it's like, like whoa, that's what happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's awesome. Let's go then. Um, cool. Mike's back. Uh, Sarah's back too, but Mike's back for week two. Uh, Mike, do you feel like, I mean, at this point, are you just a seasoned pro at this? It's yeah, this is, a, this is the beginning of a streak. This is, yep. this is two in a row. Um, I mean, one more and this, this, is, this is good. Yeah, I feel good. Glad to be here. <laughs> I, I think this uh, technically bumps you up uh, just above Luke in terms of <laughs> number of podcasts you've been like the the ranking and the internal ranking. So good work, congratulations! Perfect. I'm going to try to make sure I say as many words as possible so that content wise, <laughs> oh yeah, tripled him. So. That's a great point. <laughs> I think. Look in Luke's events, uh, he's one of my favorite people to have in these discussions. Also, I think usually he's like, okay, can we get back to work? So yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to be. <laughs> I don't know how hard that's going to be. I he also he, won't care that I'm competing with him. So Yeah, it's still competition, he, though. <laughs> look, he, he's not going to hear this. <laughs> Luke, if you're listening, I want you to ping us in the morning meeting, okay? And tell us <laughs> tell us you heard this. Uh, okay, cool. And uh, we were just saying, I don't think the three of us... Have we done it? Have we, have we done this with just the three of us before? We've had group mm-hmm. podcasts. Oh, I think we have. I think we oh, have. Have we? What was it? But I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. I don't know. Come on. I think we did. Um, uh, I did. I think you might I'm, be I'm right. Because I remember telling Sam that we nailed it. <laughs> oh, I remember that too. Why? Of all things, I don't remember the conversation. I remember when we told Sam we did a good job. <laughs> huh. Wow. I, I I'm blanking. I don't know. Okay. It was, all right. it was super memorable, but I can't remember what it was. Right. Perfect. Same. Uh, well, here we are again from that memorable uh, uh, podcast from before uh, for today. So the three of us, um, and this is, I, I'm going to do a little bit of a discredit to both Sam and, and Luke because at a five-person company, it's truly is everybody doing everything. But um, the three of us, I think it's fair to say, have have ended up being the three people that are doing most of the content creation um, sort of across the board. So I, I mean, everything from website to marketing content to content that we're sending out to users to um, uh, obviously like all of the visuals that go along with everything I just said. Uh, maybe the most glaring thing uh, outside of what I'm talking about right now is Sam uh, is the one that makes this podcast happen. So 
check mark for Sam. Um, but beyond that, I think the three of us um, have ended up handling a ton of it. So I think uh, an interesting thing for today is let's just chat about honestly what the last year has been like in that whole world. Um, we've had to, I mean, it's been like a continual balance for us on how much time do we spend building the product itself, which is kind of number one across the board all of the time. Uh, uh, I don't, I want to say versus, but that feels a little bit wrong, but I'll say, I'll say versus for now versus, um, kind of creating all the content that we need to create to get new users into the app, to engage our existing users, to just, uh, learn and interact with whatever audience we might be talking about. And so, yeah, let's, let's get into that a little bit. Um, maybe just a, I think a quick, like lay of the land might be sort of interesting, which is just how is it sort of the way that it's shaken out over the last year, what each of us has sort of been responsible for. Cause, um, in some ways that have been like very intentional and also in ways that have been sort of like, Hey, I'll just cover this cause nobody else has covered it. I think we, all three of us have sort of, um, fallen into different parts of the content creation world. So how about, uh, we've talked about it a bit before, but Mike, do, do you want to start? Cause I, I have some stuff in my mind, but give me an idea of when it's come to sort of outward facing marketing, outward facing, in, uh, audience engagement, what typically in, lands in your lap at this company? Yeah, I mean, let's see, it's for the most part, I mean, that has always been very heavily through that investor lens of how do we make sure that we are always, again, packaging up trellis work in a way that is obviously appealing and interesting on the investor side as we go through um, just those kinds of conversations. But it also is this push and pull between, you know, that cannot be obviously out of sync (laughs) with the reality of what we actually are. And so there's a little bit of like this storytelling narrative that you're always adjusting and tweaking in how you pitch what you're building and the vision around this thing, which is always necessarily, you know, part rooted in where you are today versus also what are you aspiring to be? Because it has to be aspirational around like where you're going, because we're not just some, you know, small um, widget we're trying to go build quickly. This is a platform play that's a way bigger investment, it's a way bigger path for us. So that storytelling has been a lot of my my life for the last eight months as you kind of go through different phases of where we are. And you, as you guys know, we, you know, they're, you're so um, adaptive in the stage that we are around like, I don't want to call them pivots, but like you're constantly trying to push in different directions of where you're finding the right product features and um, things that are resonating with your audience. And then on the other side, I'm kind of keeping that up to the sink as much as I can without being super skittish on how we package that for investors. So my, my world's really been trying to go, I'd say, split that world of, you know, what is the right space of, I'd say, value to create for our customers. And as you get product out there, as you guys know, we also just you learn so much so fast around what is resonating, what's not resonating. And that's, you know, realistically, that's changed and reprioritized for sure things about what we're putting into the platform. And as much as, you know, that kind of iteration cycle um, kind of happens, you're constantly then refre- refreshing that content into then your investor conversations. And here's what's resonating, here's what's not, but it, it, it's always taking this different shape. So my, 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 my short answer for you is again, Oops. Uh, my short answer for you then is trying to fit into that world of, you know, bridging this investor hat storytelling narrative along with the reality of product marketing and how does that get into the website and how do I support Sarah and how do I make sure that, you know, we're talking about our company in a way that 
you know, on one hand, you're, you're advertising and you're broadcasting what you're working on, but you're always getting feedback, right? You're always iterating. And like, I don't, what I don't think people probably have a, a great appreciation for if you've not built an early stage company like this is just how many iterations you have to go through <laughs> and how many times, I mean, Ben, do I send you like a different one liner in, in Slack on like, Hey, how do you feel about this one? And it's like, it, you know, there, there's a lot of different variations and there's probably, you know, a hundred different takes we've had over the last call it eight months of just the way you would describe really what we are as a company and what's the, what's the one liner and the one paragraph and all that stuff, just it's positioning and it's marketing and it's narrative and all that stuff is, it takes time and it takes, you know, grit and it takes like feedback and it takes a lot of inputs just to get that right. Um, but the thing that we always say here, I feel like every week for the last six months of our, of our lives has been, it sure as hell feels like it gets a lot better every week. And yeah. I, I can't believe how much that is true today more than ever. Um, so I I'll pause there, but that's, that's yeah. my initial take of your question. Yeah. I think that's a, I, I, I think you got it there. And maybe if I were to sum it up just a bit, I mean, of, of the many things that you're doing around here, when it comes to content, you are for sure the one that has most of an eye to like uh, voice of the investors wrong, but, but kind of thinking about how, how do we want to present ourselves externally to um, kind of the investment community? And I'd say that that means that you've kind of had to build a lot that goes out into the world on your own, but that's also one of many hats that you're wearing when we're doing exercises like creating the website or, um, uh, you know, putting stuff up, stuff up on social or engaging our user audience or anything else. Fair. Yeah, totally fair. Sarah, uh, you do a lot around here. Uh, you want to, you want to give us a quick summary? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, yeah, Mike's summary was so broad and big picture. And I think for me, a lot of that is, yeah, trying to synthesize all of that into the actual tactical and helping with strategy for all of the different avenues that we send out content. So, I mean, there's a lot of work that I do uh, on the back end for just for all of the blog content that we're creating. I was just looking at uh, what we've done in the past year and we've written a lot of things. <laughs> there's been a lot of stuff that's come through and that's a collaborative effort for sure. I think it's fair to say on everybody's part, but uh, the words are one big piece, but also the visuals and how that gets translated um, and how that's tagged and um, implemented in SEO, how that's shared across social. Um, yeah, I think that kind yeah. of sums it up. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, the uh, Maybe I'll, I'll compare and contrast only because at least from my perspective, it's showing how how much work you've had to do, um, which is, I, I think for me, if anything, I've ended up uh, in a few places. One is just uh, community engagement sort of at large. So whether that is um, interacting with with teams or, or individual managers or anything else one-on-one, or maybe more for this conversation, just broadly how we think about um, how we're statusing our larger community, how we're putting stuff out there to get people into that community and so on. Um, and then, yeah, I think I tend to, my brain works with really well with writing. So <laughs> for, for kind of better or worse, a lot of the long form stuff that we put out there, I think tends to, um, that, that stuff that I'm focusing on too. I, Sarah, I was kind of laughing to myself while you were talking just because 
I don't know, my experience has been whether we're talking about the website or, or blog post or anything else, so much of what we're doing, and this is probably pretty obvious, so much of what we're doing um, really pops when the, the visuals are kind of firing on all cylinders and are really aligned to the story that we're trying to tell. I'd, I'd say in part because, I mean, we've talked about it a ton mm-hmm. on this site, on, on this, in this discussion, but, um, you know, we're talking about team operations. We're talking about there's, there's a gap that um, in a lot of places is unrecognized um, that where managers need help or teams need uh, additional support and that sort of thing. And so anytime you're introducing like, you know, potentially new concepts or potentially new spaces, um, I mean, it's cliche, but y- y- a picture is going to do so much more than me writing a, you know, 800 word blog. <laughs> so, um, mm. I, I mean, there, I, we, all three of us, I'm sure can point to them, but there's some like canonical things that you put together. That's like, Oh, that's what we needed. You know, like that's what, that's what's telling mm. the story. Um, <laughs> that's good to hear. Those, all those decisions do come though, from once, once the content has been written, you know, like the sure. image follows from that, the visual follows from that, hopefully to, enhance it so that's good and then social i think we've all been Mm kind of as act we've probably come come and gone but we've all been pretty active um in just making sure that we're kind of talking as much as we can sort of out into hopefully spaces where we can find users or find managers that this resonates with where we can find teams and and so like I said, all three of us kind of depending on how busy we are with our day jobs and, and everything else, try to spend some time, um, whether it's on LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever else, uh, product hunt we talked about before in this podcast, um, sort of communicating out to the world as broadly as possible. Um, maybe I, I'm curious how we feel about sort of a year in um, what's been, let's start with maybe what's been the most worth our time because i think we've kind of in good ways have had to learn along the way um what's been good what's been less useful what we're good at and what we're not good at so um mike i might start with you again which is uh is is there maybe something now that that you feel like we've learned maybe in the last six months or so that's that's a bit of a like as we look forward into 2023, we can only spend, like it's only going to get better if we spend time here. Like they, like this, like something that's working great right now. And, and it, as we kind of bring on new new people or, or kind of shift our time around deserves focus as we go forward in this year. Yeah. And I'll, there's been a part of the last six months, I'll say that for sure I would, um, it, the way I'd answer that is there's like, there are things that we can be doing there's so many things we can be doing. There's so many things every single day that we could be choosing to spend our time on. And as my head's been split in the investor world and product world and content world, I guess it's kind of all, it's kind of all of them. The, it has always been super clear that the best thing that we could ever spend time on for the phase that we're in right now, especially, and, and even more so in the last six months has been just build as fast as possible and and get people using your product. Like that has been the thing that has driven everything and everything else falls from that. Um, if you can do all those things well and get the right iterations and the right feedback. And it's a different way of, you know, embracing some of the, you know, lean startup methodologies and all these kinds of things like, you know, you can you can read about everywhere. But nothing makes the job of even trying to package up and present our company better than just product itself that is in the wild being used 
that's all that anyone's ever looking for. And the thing that I think is interesting is you, you get plenty of this feedback early on in, in investor stuff, but you also have to remember when you're early on trying to get somebody basically to give a shit about what you're working on, so much of that early stage narrative is is basically slideware, right? I mean, you're in, try to package up the team and the vision and what you want to work on. And so you end up spending a lot of time on the visuals and the narrative and the storytelling before you even have product or customers. Totally. My, my answer to your to your question is is really of like, you know, I don't know how I would have necessarily done the earlier stages differently because the reality is that you still need to go create that story to get investors to get you the money to be able to go build, right? So like this is always the back and forth that my head's always in, which is if I wake up every single day, what is when I wake up every single day, let me rephrase that. <laughs> please, please continue to wake up. Yes, yes. Uh, is, you know, what's the best thing to spend your time on? And it is very rarely add polish to an investor deck, right? And especially because we get so much more benefit out of moving features forward and getting customer delight built into the product and getting, you know, on a call with a customer to hear what we heard yesterday, for example, right? Like that stuff is a million times more valuable than another turn of the crank on a slide in our investor deck. So my earlier stage, you know, a lot of that focus was time spent in slideware, but in hindsight kind of feels like it was the wrong thing, but I don't know at the time that you ever would have known that. Right. Um, so that's, that's one where it's like guidance on other people in this space would just be just focus on building a great product and do what you need to, to basically get over the hump of, you know, enough traction and enough feedback that you can tell the story. That's not just vaporware. Like people can raise money on vaporware for sure, but not as much today as it used to be two years ago. So the reality of the market's just different that people just want to see more proof and more reality of, of what you're actually building today. than I think they cared about two years ago is maybe a macro point to layer into that, but, um, yeah. Yeah. All right. No, I, I want to dig in on a couple of things there. Uh, the polish thing I want to come back to because that I, I we've talked about that a ton, and it's yeah that that I, I think the trade offs there are something that we and maybe this is just kind of who we are. We sort of have to say that to ourselves, as you said, <laughs> every day when we wake up. Um, before I get into that though, um, couldn't obviously couldn't agree more. The 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 best thing we could be doing every day is building this product and advancing the product and getting features out there that make sense for our users that that are going to create value for them 100%. So with that assumption baked in, um, I've you and I were having a conversation, uh, I think really recently, about, so sure, we're building every day. How are we talking about how we're building every day? Um, sort of there, there's a, because if, I, if I'm talking about content and, and how we're sort of going out into the world, there absolutely are people that are using the app today and the best thing we can do for them Sorry, there absolutely are. I mean, there absolutely are. The, the absolute best thing we can do for the people that are using the app today is to make the app better. And that's what we're doing. For everyone else that is yet to yet to come in the front door, um, we've talked a lot about building in public and about, about sort of as much as possible getting into the right channels in front of the right audiences and and just talking about what we're up to. Um, I, I mean, my two cents is I think we could do a ton better there. I think that's valuable work to do. Um, I think it's for us, it suffers a little bit because uh, maybe I'm speaking for Mike and myself, or I'll just speak for myself. Um, uh, we could be scrappier. We could be, we could be 
we could be more in public <laughs> with that type of thing uh, and and less uh, concerned about kind of buttoning everything up and making sure that we're, you know, putting up putting out sort of high polish release notes or anything like that. Um, I don't know, Mike, does that does that make sense to you at all? Would you, would you agree? Disagree? Yeah, I, I would I would agree in the sense of we should for sure be checking ourselves when we find ourselves spending time on polish when the content is already there. Right. I mean, yeah. And I mean that in this, if I take something like the release notes, those are a great example. I think you do a great, you do a great job already on the release notes as far as how we just publish those and the, you know, the tone and all these things that we're taking in that. Um, but again, things like the little videos we put in to show off a new feature, like yep. those don't need to be high production value. Like those just need to be the literally take five minutes to go do a screen capture and show doing the fun, the feature and then drop it in and be done. Right. I mean, you could go put bumpers on, you can go put a little, you know, you could do all kinds of stuff. Right. But you just, it doesn't matter. Like that stuff literally doesn't matter. Um, so there's a layer of like what is value added polish versus what is, you know, maybe just the basics that you actually need. And it's not, it's not an excuse to say be sloppy, but it's an excuse to basically say, look, you don't need to do more than that. And basically we yeah. should be better at checking ourselves on, hold on, is this actually good enough or is the next, is another hour worth my time on this versus, and this is the part that makes it click for me, versus going to add features, like an hour of dev time. Think about how valuable that is relative to wordsmithing a blog post or something, right? It's just, when you, when you start looking through those kinds of lenses, it's just become, the trade-offs are pretty obvious. Yeah. Oh, I ahead, agree sir. with the most of that. Yeah. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think, I mean, as somebody who like, I love Polish, Polish is kind of my, bread and butter in a sense. Um, but I I think what your last thing said, what the trade-off is and what we're spending our time in, that is really critical. Um, I think so, kind of just scooting back a little bit, uh, I, I feel like we do an, a pretty okay job. I mean, this whole podcast, not to get too meta, is we are talking about everything Ooh. that we're doing in public, you know, like this is this is like a real peek behind the curtain of like our actual thought process to Every angle, I think, of the startup. So there is that. Um, but I do think that, I mean, as somebody who focuses on design, I do think that the devil is in the details always. So while, yes, it's definitely not worth our time to like really spin our wheels and make sure that everything is pixel perfect before it goes out the door, there, there's a, you know, a diminishing return on all of that. But I do think it's worth us crossing our T's and dotting our I's and taking a review and looking at it, like looking at yeah. it through the lens of like, would I, would I subscribe to this? Would I buy this? Does this resonate really? Or am I just so close to it and proud of it? Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, super, super good point. And I mean, let's, let's also be clear. Like I, we don't live in a world where it's either write a line of code or on the other end of the spectrum, do some sort of high polish, <laughs> you know, audience facing For sure. content push or anything like that. And mm -hmm. and I guess I'm, I'm agreeing with you, Sarah, when the podcast is actually a good example, fair point, um, which is the middle ground of just, and this is maybe because uh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to um, undercut the amount of work that's gone into the past year. So maybe honestly, from my perspective, it's a little bit of like I, what I'm excited about in 2023 is just us getting, continuing to get more creative and scrappier about how we do things and again one more time to your point sort of like this podcast because i mean to be totally transparent 
as this takes some time out of our week, but we're not polishing this thing. <laughs> if if, uh, if sure. you listener, if you listener <laughs> have been listening for a while, you may have caught on that we we're, we're very intentionally just kind of making sure that um, we we get something down and then we put it out the door. I think, and again, maybe maybe the right way to frame this is just excitement for 2023. When in the moments when we are not writing code, which those moments certainly rightfully exist, um, us getting more creative and more um, uh like less restrained about uh just throwing stuff out there i think is going to be a really interesting thing for us to do because i mean i mean in a small way i feel like we've even been doing better about that in 2023 and totally obvious and maybe goes without saying but like yeah as you could it's one of those things where you can't you you couldn't predict what comes out of it but the the more you do it the more people that kind of come knocking at the door that are from your network or from outside of your network that want to learn more about what you're doing. And so, yeah, I mean, I give us a ton of credit that we're doing a good job. I also think we're going to kind of continue to do a better and better job. I mean, Mike, you mentioned kind of dropping uh, quick little videos into some of the stuff we put out there uh, just to make sure people understand uh, whatever point we're trying to make. I mean, we talked about just like, hey, why aren't we just dropping feature videos in social? Like, hey, we built this today type stuff. We could totally do that. And I sort of think we will i think i think those types of things are going to become sort of they're, they're a little bit baked into how i think our company operates right now but i think they're just going to become more and more sort of as we go this year yeah i, I you're you're spot on on the podcast though i mean you're you're absolutely right like there are times when it's like review the cop review this before we put it out guys and like i, I don't know i don't I don't review it. I'm just like, eh, it's my time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't give it to listen. Uh, I'm like, I don't know. I was there. I thought about it. I didn't, I don't think I said anything. I my foot in the mouth for yeah, but that's uh, fair. So yeah, I mean, they're, 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 that's yeah. a good example for sure of the scrappy kind of just go. Cause I mean, the other version is like, I'm sure Sam could spend, well, I hope Sam doesn't tell me he spends eight hours a week on editing. <laughs> but like, yeah, we, we, we haven't asked. We, we don't want to know the answer. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was, uh, I think for all the right reasons, you guys were spot on about just the, I mean, this is, you know, all the kudos to Sam for getting us started on this one because, yep. you know, it's just the, the discipline and the rigor around just doing it is the hard part. Right. And it's, mm -hmm. it doesn't need to be all this, all this extra layer of administrative work to get it to be perfectly dialed in and like, you know, on brand and all it doesn't, that stuff just doesn't matter given the intention of what this is. Um, but it's, it's, it struck the right vein, I think of uh, yeah. the intention for this whole thing. And I will add to, to the social thing. I will, one thing that I'm finding that has been a struggle for me that I'm getting, I think is going to get better a lot faster here is an extension of what we said earlier, where as you just keep iterating and you get more and more focused and dialed in on what it is that you're putting out in the world and what the main value is of the thing, it just gives you a more focused surface to even know what you want to talk about. I've got, I've struggled in the past of like, well, I can post anything on social right now. I almost get like, you know, decision paralysis of like, well, but if I say that, then like, uh, you're off on like a weird other side tangent. But like, if you're so focused on exactly what the value is you want to go talk about, I mean, this is already probably over-engineering how to even think about this, which is partly, you know, <laughs> got to get better at. But um, it does give you an easier path, I think, to just get over the hurdle of like, well, what are things that kind of like map into your world of the things that should map to Trellis work and the things that we want to go basically be known for? I think it's like when the universe is basically everything is fair game, it's like you don't even know where to start. Um, so I think so much of that stuff has been getting dialed in more recently on some stuff, which is um, feeling good. But yeah, I think mm -hmm. as much as we can, like the... the the product, video clips, those things are super easy to go share, right? I mean, that's that's the stuff that I totally agree with you, Ben. We should be throwing those things up 
you know, whatever daily, you know, at least like a couple of week on those things. Um, but yeah, as those come out, those are great ways to keep showing you're moving fast. Um, and it's also a great thing that we need to reiterate for people who are either investors or looking at us. I mean, you want to be able to show that, yeah, we are scrappy and spending time on the right things. And if it's, com if it's combining feature <laughs> delivery and customer value with social, like perfect, like you nailed, you know, two birds of one stone, basically. Yep. Mm -hmm. so. Totally. Yeah. I, I think there's a interesting aspect of just sort of the team we have right now too, which is I, I'll, I'll go ahead and speak for Mike here. And of course myself, which is, I mean, we don't, we are not naturally people that are going to be uh, online aggressively sharing. And so uh, I know we've talked about uh, in some of our marketing meetings and, and just sort of internally uh, uh, sort of, I, I guess in general, like it, it, there's a bit of a, like be aware of your natural tendency and be aware of sort of your, your kind of own personal, you know, style. And for us on that one, I think we've said it to ourselves a, a number of times is like, you're, if you feel like you're talking too much, I promise you're not. Like if you're if you feel like you're like too active on it with an audience or too active with uh with a you know LinkedIn or some community or whatever else, um, you're not. And I'm not saying that to anybody. Like that's not a rule for anyone that, that that you know. There are people in my life where I would say the opposite to. Um, but it's a little bit funny, which is like the team we have. Uh, I think I would say that to us, and I mean we've said it to ourselves before. Like certainly for me, like hey, if 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 you feel like you're uh, being annoying on LinkedIn, uh, you, you could probably go like times ten, and and you're still going to be kind of about average. <laughs> oh, Mike, I, I think you're about the same. I agree. I agree. It's it's also yeah. one of those things where when I put in a little bit of the effort to go say, okay, let's go focus on this, and you put it in, like it has such a good return because, uh, yeah, it's. I have nothing but good experience yep. so far of like when you do go engage other than Twitter, I'll be honest with you, Twitter feels like it's just a complete shit show still. Yeah. I'm kind uh, of over that one. <laughs> I mean, basically it's LinkedIn. Like when you put really good thoughtful content into LinkedIn, like there's good engagement and there's good level of people that just see that. And I think that's the right, and that's for sure. We know the right platform for us getting this out. And that's where we're going to find the right audience for this. Um, so it, it's worth it for sure. Just got to do more of it. I agree. Yep. All right, so I do want to come back around to Polish real quick before we wrap it up. Um, uh, I mean, there is sort of what we just talked about here, which is maybe more about a how you spend your time and about just getting stuff out the door and uh, not overthinking um, content that we're putting out there versus just making sure that we're getting content and sort of authentically uh, interacting with these audiences. Um, if you're up for it, I, I do think we've also found spaces where polish can like the the idea of spending time really polishing up uh, a deck or a, a some post or whatever else um works against us and i it I, again I'm, I'm probably going to look to mike a little bit here but i i would say um i mean it's an in part in part a little bit of an investor thing but i think also in part just a um uh what should a company like ours look like to the world right now, being a year old, being in alpha, having users kind of moving forward as quickly as we can in a really awesome way, you know, and shipping new features every week. Um, uh, I don't know, Mikey, you, you offer talking about uh, where it's maybe in our best interest to not polish. Yeah, let me just talk about this for, I'll, I'll try to keep this one fairly short, but I would say that the, reactions that i've had over the last several months in the i don't know i could call it probably 30 30 or so like 
I don't know, I'd say structured investor calls and engagements that I've had in the last couple of months here. I would say what has become fairly obvious to me is that we kind of, you can, polish can work against you when not all of your story connects at the perceived level of quality that you are presenting, if that, if I said that properly. And we have a great product for where it is. We have a great framework for how we think about the vision for this company. We have a great narrative. We have all these things that are, I think, really, really well organized and structured and thoughtful because that's who we are. And at the same time, there is an expectation of where we should be for something like our metrics and usage of the product versus how buttoned up we look everywhere else. And so the challenge is, is when there's a disconnect in people are looking at like a very nice veneer on something. And then they ask a question into something like, well, um, based on what I'm seeing on the surface level, you guys must have thousands of customers right now. And how much are they paying? And like, so it's like, there's almost like this baked in assumption where you almost anchor the conversation at a different level of quality and expectation. And then all that happens is like, well, hold on. Like we're only, we're only at a pre-seed stage and we've only just gotten into private beta two months ago. And we're only just getting, approaching our open beta. Like you start going down that path and it's almost like I'm walking people backwards versus me saying like, let me keep showing you how much better it gets based on where we are. So it's like a little bit of the psychology of, I want to be able to walk people through, Hey, we just got started. And by the way, here's where we already are. And here's what we're already learning. And here's where like, you want that to be the progression, not the, wow, this thing looks really sexy on the surface layer. And, oh, you're, you're actually not that, you're not as far along as I thought you were going to be. And so th that's the part where it actually hurts us. The problem that I, that I would maybe simplify that down to is there's this interesting game though, right? Because before you have product and, and, and before you have, um, and before you have customers and before you've got, you know, super high levels of conviction in exactly the path you're going, it is all marketing and you're marketing your team and you're marketing the vision, you're marketing who you are. And, and that very much needs, you know, a layer of, you know, I would say that's where you do need polish early on to basically help walk people through that help them believe in the vision, the story of where you're going and how well that connects and visually and narratively, all that stuff matters. And so I will, I will tell you that I, I don't have this nailed by any means, but I can tell you that there is definitely a fine line between what is the right level of polish based on where you are in your journey as a company and the, and the maturity of where you are versus kind of what you want people to perceive you as. And it's not always good to be perceived as more mature than you are, right? <laughs> I think that's it's. I think that's it's yeah. kind of lesson out of this whole thing. Yeah, which is we actually don't gain points by doing that. It's just putting yourself at risk to potentially, you know, walk backwards unless you could back it up with, you know, all the data that again you're expected to have there. But then at that point you're not. Well, I'll, I'll pause there because that that's my my yep. my answer that uh, of kind of the the initial reaction to that which is there's definitely a part where it hurts you. Yep. Well, and I, I think the way that you frame that is is spot on. Just even looking at the last year, right? I mean, you, you're exactly right. This time last, well, not this time, but let's say six, eight months ago. Um, I mean, we're still out there. We're still uh, kind of interacting with uh, our network and investors in the space, and and just making sure people know what we're up to. And yeah, for like for very good reason. At that point, it is about presenting a vision of what the world's going to be because we don't have a product at that point. Um, I think in a really like healthy, natural way, we've been 
sort of shifting into this new mode over the last two to three months of this thing being in alpha and getting actual users on board, which is sort of where you started, Mike, which is like, yeah. And now the best thing is that like now, like we're kind of growing out of that early phase of let us tell you a story of what we want to do and very much moving into a phase of, hey, we did this. And I mean, we're going to, it's going to keep growing and we have a, a big vision about where this is going, but the best place to start is just, hey, check this thing out that we built. Yeah, to add on that for a second, because I think it's this is a super interesting topic for me, just on like reflecting. You know, 18 months ago, I think I would have given you a very different answer. I think 18 Same. months ago, I would have said, you know what? You can raise $5 million on a, on a seed round without having product or revenue or anything right now. And no one kind of cares because they got to go put a bunch of money to work. That is so different than where the world is right now and where capital kind of allocation is and how people are evaluating companies. And there's so much uncertainty and it has VCs basically the, in the investment community is effectively all gummed up, right? They don't, they don't want to take risk where they don't have to. And uncertainty is direct, really, directly related to risk in their world. And I think the, you know, the, maybe the, the bigger point in this one is like you, we, we right now, by making the simple switch of just ex of of recognizing, look, we are a very very mature pre seed company. That is like slam dunk. Yes, right now. I mean, the, as opposed to you know make a stretch to say, well, actually we're ready for our seed round and let's go for some more capital right now and get us an, an, a little extra runway and expand. I mean, we're not at product market fit yet, and we you know we're not telling people we are. We know that we need to go figure that out still. Um, but for where companies are, if they're in a pre seed raise. We are absolutely on the you know top five percentile of buttoned up, packaged, good team, everything around what you want to be a pre-seed investable company. So that is such a different, I'd say, reaction that we've gotten even in the last two weeks after making just that subtle shift of, well, no, 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 like we're this isn't our seed round. This is our pre-seed. We're not at that yet. Like that's there's such a, a, an interesting this realization of yep. when you can confidently know where you are in that. It, it's it's not easy because everyone in the investment community would also tell you, well. Pre-seed and seed is there's not really a defined range. It's kind of like a range, and like so the problem is there's so much murkiness around what is a pre-seed versus a seed, so it doesn't help us at all. But I will tell you, just navigating the realities of what we've gone through in the last eight months of kind of this space, it just emerges as you go through these conversations. And yep. plenty of bad advice I've gotten from investors telling us it doesn't matter, and plenty of investors that tell us, you know, you are this, and you know, it's just you got to figure out how to filter all that noise, but. Yeah, we're a pre-seed buttoned up company right now that's got a lot of stuff in front of us and it, we're, in a, we're in a great spot. So it's, yep. it's going good. And, and you you kind of mentioned it, but I mean, bit of a broken record on my part here, but that that sort of underlying confidence of just, uh, you know, being being very confident and comfortable with the where we are right now and everything we've achieved has so much of that has come from, uh, I mean, A, the product being out there, but more than that, like, I mean, Mike, you got to join a couple calls this week. Like when you go out and you talk to teams of people that are like um, enthusiastically using the app and and are kind of telling you what their experience has been and, and if anything, just asking for more. Um, I mean, man, there's 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 nothing better than that to, to then you know go into another setting and say, hey, great news! Like here's here's what's going on. Here's where we're headed. Um, all signs are looking great, and it, it definitely feels like where, that's where we are at the moment. And that's where our polish time should be spent now, I think. Ooh. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I agree. And kind of what you're saying. Yeah, like those are, those are the people now that we 
we're trying to entice more of those, right? So we do yep. have to look a little bit more buttoned up to some of them. Like they don't want to just come into a half-baked yeah, situation. So yeah. uh, I I completely agree with everything that you're saying, Mike, as far as like, we don't want to be uh, like <laughs> too big for our britches. I don't know a better phrase for it, but like- uh, <laughs> Uh, yes, yes. But for like um, the marketing perspective and just actually trying to entice users to come and see, we want to look like we have, we know what we're talking about and we're opinionated yep. and we're trying to influence them in a positive way. Hey, you, you, that's a really good point, Sarah. Uh, just to maybe say it differently, the investor lens is so unique to that answer, right? Because mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. In every other vein, yes, you want to look mature. You want to look all buttoned up. Mm -hmm. And like there's, you don't want to have a, I mean, you can't have a shitty website. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter who's looking at it. Like your, yeah. your website yeah. looks shitty, great. You're a shitty company. Like that's literally the mindset of <laughs> looking uh -huh. at, at your public profile. Um, so you're right. That's, I, I wouldn't diminish any of the importance of that being high levels of polish. Um, I think my, my specific view of this whole space is that it only hurts you. I, I, I don't think that that level of polish hurts you in a marketing sense from like the public perception. I think you want that as much as you can to your point. I, I think my, yeah, the, the investor lens specifically is one where that's just his own weird nuance of, you know, the reality of what mm -hmm. you're basically trying to sell somebody on. I, I had somebody the other day who literally said, Hey, that you, you guys are, you know, you, you had a, a customer logo or a customer name on your, on your slide. Um, don't, don't put that there, that, that, that you're, you're leading me down the wrong path, making me think that you have that giant customer already. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not misleading you at all. Like we have somebody literally from that company that is, that just got onboarded. Like, I'm not trying to say that they're a customer. Um, but again, the point being like the investor lens is so sensitive to, am I being sold like yeah, wow. a, a transparent book of something or are you, or is this real? And so there's like, it's just such a different weird angle of like that world is like another side of the universe. And so it should not influence like Sarah for you, what you're doing for Polish on, on all things website related or any like public market facing stuff. It's just, yeah, that investor world is dumb. Is that where we're landing? I guess what I mean is like, I actually think the investor community would agree with me in the sense that <laughs> yeah. it's dumb in the sense that it's non-value added work given because it, in the investor side, you right. also want to make sure that you're spending your time not on decks. Like I think everybody invest, in, mm -hmm. investor would tell you, they don't want you to have 75 versions of that slide deck, especially if they've given you money. That's money that I'm burning basically to make other slide decks for other investors. Like you want to go into products, not into investor decks. So that's the that's the rub there. Is that like it's it's just this it's just an extension of the whole inefficient market thing from before, right? Which is you're you're basically playing a different game. Than what really matters to customers because that's a that's a different world I guess it's it's kind of interesting so yep yep yeah okay well uh, with all of that conversation um, what are you gonna go do right now what's next like like actually after this meeting you guys gonna you gonna go make some content you gonna write code Mike what are you doing I'm gonna go get a water um, does that sound exciting. <laughs> Accounts. That's fine. That's okay. I've been sitting for the last two and a half hours, uh, and I've only had coffee today, so I need to get something <laughs> non-caffeinated to drink. Okay. All right. Fine. You're taking a break, uh -huh. Sarah. Content. Uh, yeah. On that note, I'm iterating on website content. 
Okay, got it. Uh, I think I'm going to go write code. So I feel like we're well balanced. Uh, okay. A little bit of work-life balance on Mike's part. Sarah's going to go make some content. I'm going to go build some more app. Feels I'm, like we feels like we did it. I'm I'm just trying to hydrate. I'm going to hydrate. Yeah, no, that is important. Yeah. That's yeah. That should be on the list. Okay. Definitely. Right. Well, well, everybody, stay hydrated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was. I, I think we did it. Thank you. <laughs> well, well, well done. Great work, everybody. Talk to you next yeah. time. <laughs>